What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Lawrence Kane Jr., financial coach and host of the Abundance University podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Uh, This one is very special. I am interviewing Tasha Danielle of the Financial Garden. Uh, She's based in Michigan. Um, So uh, this is going to be uh, something that we continue to focus on uh, pretty much for the rest of the year where, you know, every so episodes... Uh, I'll be interviewing different entrepreneurs, uh, specifically in a um, entrepreneur space of of finance, right? So uh, different different people who I follow uh, and I want to highlight. So um, won't bore you with anything. Again, this is a, a very good uh, good interview. She paid off before the time she was thirty years old, eighty thousand dollars in debt. So. Um, I think you all will enjoy her. So without further ado, Tasha Danielle uh, interview uh, on the Abundance University podcast. All right, we are here with uh, Tasha Danielle, uh, CPA, uh, founder (laughs) of uh, Financial Garden, um, based out of Michigan, right? You're, You're still in Michigan? Yes, sir. All right, so... Um, I'm very excited to have you on. So can you give the, uh, the people just a quick bio of who you are, um, and what you do for, uh, the community? Well, first, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate, I appreciate everything you're doing. Uh, we are money minded, connected. Um, so, but like you said, I'm a CPA and I started financial garden during my journey of paying off $80,000 of debt before the age of 30. So during the journey, I realized that my peers, they just didn't have the same money mindset as me. So and that that stemmed from me knowing about money at a young age. And I also had worked with kids at the time. So I found those two problems and started Financial Garden to start teaching financial education in Detroit and surrounding areas. So I work with students kindergarten through 12. And then I do some stuff online for adults. So I'm starting to roll into that now. And I provide professional development for educators. That's awesome. I, I, I mean, we're going to touch on all of those, uh, but specifically that professional development for educators, um, because there's a disconnect. There has been a disconnect. And I think we are starting to see that uh, during this COVID pandemic where some teachers just aren't relatable, um, you know, with our with the students that they serve. So I'm very I'm, I didn't know that that part, um, but I, I am, uh, again, appreciative of the work that you're doing. So again, let's, you, you paid off $80,000 in debt before the age of 30. So number one, congratulations. Uh, but, but what, what, what was the, what was the biggest challenge for you in doing that? Uh, because again, before 30, that's, I mean, some people don't do that in a lifetime. So break that down for us. The biggest, the biggest problem. Um, I think you were asking me, right? Yeah. The biggest challenge. Biggest hurdle actually was my friend group. I had wow. I changed up friends, yeah. Um, believe it or not, I had people in my life who just were not supportive of me being steadfast and paying off my debt. And the reason is, is because I was declining certain things now. So I wasn't going out to happy hours anymore. I wasn't doing brunch <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going out nightlife as much as I was, and I wasn't doing any more trips. And I love to travel. And I was just like, no, it was, I was saying no to to a lot of stuff. And of course, you know, people want to hang out with you. And it wasn't like I can't hang out. I would still show up. So for example, 
happy hour. I was super frugal during this time, right? Mm-hmm. So I was using the cash envelope system and everything like that. If I didn't have it, I wasn't going to. I, I wasn't going to spend it. If it was no cash in that envelope, it was a no go. Mm. So I would show up to things and maybe just get water or whatever, and I want to stay as long. I'm going to show up and support, but I'm just not going to break what I have going on. So some people would just start throwing the shade, like you know, oh no, Tasha ain't got no money in her envelopes type of thing, and that <laughs> you know it started off all ha ha ha, right? Yeah, and then yeah. you like. Time you got something to say. I could see if I'm not showing up to stuff, and if mm-hmm. I always got, if, if I wasn't the friend that's like, oh, you know, I'm budgeting. You know, right. I ain't got no money for that. That was never me. I yeah. would show up, and then I would dip out a little early or whatever. But I was just so focused on what I was trying to do. So um, that was one part of it. Mm-hmm. But the second thing were was some people felt like it's stupid for you to put all your money towards debt. You should be investing. Like you should invest your money versus paying off debt and you could pay it off faster because you can get returns. I don't know what they were trying to explain to me, but I'm like, look, I get the idea, right? right? You think if you have money, you're going to get a whole bunch of money back quickly. I don't know why people think investing is gambling, but they do. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> and they were like, you, you, you can use that money to pay off your debt. So it was just, it was those two different mindsets. It was people who was mad that I was not going out with them all the time or staying out like how I normally would do. And then it was the other side that people felt like you should use that money for something else. So right. I just kind of backed up from some of those people. And that was the hardest part, honestly. Absolutely. I mean, because we, 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 we're relationship driven, right? I think anybody that's in this space, uh, you value the relationships that you have and, um, you know, when you, you when you get into a journey like that, um, people just don't understand, right? You know, they have all this debt. They are like, man, I get to it when I get to it. But that goes back to what you are teaching, the, you know, our students, right? That, you know, we need to start talking about this now so that debt isn't so normal uh, for this next generation. So um, let's, let's transition into... Uh, before I do that, I actually want to ask. So you paid it. You paid everything off before the age of thirty. When did you start the? You know, was were you like twenty four and you were like, man, I'm tired of it? Or when? What, what age yeah. did you start? It was around twenty four, twenty five. Okay. Uh, when I started getting serious about paying it off. So before then, I was. I knew I wanted to pay off the student loan debt, but I didn't never had like, oh, I want to get this done in three years. Right. So. When it was all said and done, it took me three years to pay it off, like a little, little over three years. Um, and because of it, it would have been sooner. Honestly, it would have been six or seven months sooner. But I like to share with people life happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my mom is a single mom. And I always look out for my mom financially. I ended up buying her a car. Okay. And that ended up putting me back like a, a while or whatever. But it was like, it's what happened, what was going on personally, like I just needed to like look out for my mom. Mm-hmm. So I would have been done before the three year mark, but life happens. Right, and 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 what what a great accomplishment, even in paying, you know, helping your mom out, right? And some people, that that's what they say they want to, you know, get rich for, you know, or be able to take care of their parents, and you were able to both take care of your mom and still focus on uh, being debt free before the age of thirty. So I mean, again, that's just phenomenal um discipline right that every time like as you're talking i think of the discipline that you had uh in doing that and then again being able to uh channel that that energy into executing so you know shout out to you um 
and 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 with what you do with financial garden um you have six areas you focus on right can you share those right the first thing i focus on is emotions and money really because of what i was going through during my debt journey like i i realized that it's way more than just writing a budget and everything like that it's emotions involved with money Mm -hmm. and so I teach that to students. One of the ways I do that is understanding what their view is on people who are rich, who people who are poor, like just to see, because there's a stereotype that people think that all rich people are evil mm. and all poor people are good because they, they're not money hungry or whatever. They care about people. And that mindset is really taught to kids at an early age. So first I just want to see where they're at mentally mm-hmm. with emotions and money and then kind of see what they think about peer pressure and buying stuff because of their friends. And try to do it in a way where it's not obvious, right? So we do this with activities and watching videos and stuff like that. And I will say that <laughs> kindergartners, like, really, they really get money. And one of the things, <laughs> with, right. they do, they, they yeah. sell all the business. And parents think that, you know, oh, talking to my kindergartner, mm-hmm. is it, that's too, you want to talk to them about money. But when we're talking about emotions and money, they have an opinion. They mm-hmm. they know when their parents are getting tax returns. They know all of that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. we think so that we think people, they're not listening, right? Like like you just gonna sit here in the same room as I'm in and not listen to anything that I'm saying on this phone. Like that that is amazing. Right? <laughs> they listen even when you think they watch their game on their tablet or you got some elementary students that's playing Fortnite, Minecraft. They listening. Yeah. Um. So one of the things the financial garden is they can earn fake money from me during okay. the course. And I have a store. So even kindergartners, when we talk about emotions and money, again, I'm not saying that blatant to them, but they realize that I got to, I got to change seats from my friends because I'm talking too much and Miss Tasha taking my money away from me. <laughs> right. So they know that early on. Cause it's like, I remember like the first, the first couple years I was doing it. I'm like, I let them sit wherever they want to sit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, people start moving and I'm like, why you move? They're like, because I really am trying to get this toy that, you know, that's in the $5 thing and I don't want to lose my money. That's emotions behind it. It's like, look, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go this way so I can get my money. So that's number one. And then number two is entrepreneurship. I think that kids should understand how to make money. You can't teach anybody about money if they don't know how to earn it. So I want kids to feel empowered to know how to make money, how to start a business. So um, that's number two um, with kidpreneurship. And then with my high schoolers, we just use the word entrepreneurship. I wrote a book to draw this point home with kids about kidpreneurship. And it's not just, oh, just sell stuff. I want them to understand about profit. You know, when you sell lemonade, if you sell water on a corner in a hot area, you can't just look at, I made $10. If it costs you $12 to buy the water, the case of water, you lost money. Absolutely. So they're learning <laughs> at an early age. Yeah. Then after that, we go into banking basics so they understand how banks work. Um, a lot of a lot of students that I've taught, they're in low-income areas, under bank areas. So they're seeing their parents go cash their check. They're not seeing them go to the bank. Mm-hmm. So trying to make them understand like what what's the uh, point of a bank in different operations of a bank. Then after that, going into, um, I'm like, my chain of thought. Oh, uh, that, but, uh, no, budgeting. I think budgeting is before basic, um, banking. So mm-hmm. going into budgeting, students learn about the envelopes that I use to pay off debt. They learn about save, spend, give, and grow. 
So I want them to understand that there's more to money than just spending, mm-hmm. and there's more than money than saving. Right. That's the name when I hear when I ask students, what do they know about money? Save. You should save your money. Right. And then they say, oh, spend. And that's it. It's more in the money than yeah. those two things. Yeah. So we talk about budgeting. Um, and then we go into debt fundamentals. And mm. elementary students should really know about debt. And the reason, the basics is just knowing that credit is keeping a promise. Just teaching them that. Like, mm. when you borrow mm. a pencil, you want to return the pencil. Because, you know, if you have a friend that's not returning your stuff, you don't trust them, right? You don't Ooh. give it back to them. I like that. Yeah, it's the same thing with teaching them credit. Like, it's they have to understand this stuff. So, and then the last thing is investing. That's really um, the area that no one mentions, and that's the hardest thing to get through to kids mm-hmm. is investing. I um, mean, explaining that we go through stock market um, basics, and then we talk a little bit about real estate investing too. So, those are the six areas. It was a little long-winded, but that's nah, the you're six fine. Areas. You're fine. People need to hear this, man, and really so so. You know, a lot of people, um, when you say you're in a financial industry, most people think that you're only dealing with adults, but you're going as low as kindergarten. So, you know, people always come to me and say, you know, what age, you know, should you start your kid off? I'm like, as, as early as they can comprehend. So if you're having conversation about Legos, then you can start doing math with the Legos where... You know, um, you're, you're counting like that. Or like my son, he's eight years old and, you know, he knows he has a bank account. You know, we talk we talk about money. We talk about business. Um, if you're looking behind me, the uh, Nipsey Hussle picture, me and him did that together. And now he's. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. So like now he's now he is. Um, you know, he's getting paid to draw. Like I got a couple people are like, man, I need him to draw me something. And I'm like, see, you better, you know, so I'm like, before you turn on your Xbox, you need to be getting them pictures done because they paying you for that. You ain't getting paid to play the game. Right. So, right. you know, so, uh, my wife think I'm harsh when I do that, but I'm like, nah, we got, you know what I'm saying? We got to teach him early. So, um, so, le- so speaking of that, uh, you had mentioned that you had a book. What, is, what is the name of the book and what is it about? Uh, it's called a meetings bracelet. It's a kidpreneur story. And so it's about a little girl who wants a tablet mm. and her parents are telling her she has to spend her own money to buy the tablet. But instead of her just saving her money from doing chores and allowance, her dad talked about her about entrepreneurship. Similar to what you just said, your, you know, your son can draw. And then people were like, you know, I want to pay him to draw pictures. It's the same thing in the book. Mm. Her, her mom and dad are telling her people love your bracelets. So maybe you should sell your bracelets to get this goal. And so it's going through her learning how to, you know, set a price for her bracelets where it covers her costs. Not going too details. I, I, I love numbers, but just keeping it at the elementary level where they yeah. understand, like, cover your costs to sell these bracelets. And then her ultimately reaching her goal through starting a business. Right. I just really want kids to know that there's more than what there's more ways to reach your goal than just saving money. Just yep. saving, saving, saving. You can, you can sell. You can monetize your talent. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, you know, I love it. I, I, you know, <laughs> I do, I do, I do work in, you know, schools. I'm actually doing a, a virtual program uh, with one of our uh, middle schools here in Cincinnati, Ohio. So uh, literally, a lot of the stuff that you teach, I'm teaching the same thing. Um, just again, based on uh, my journey and and, and my experiences. So. Um, I, I love it. I'm, I'm definitely about to buy the book. Um, and, and cause my, my son needs to read, like 
that's a book that we we need to uh, make sure our kids are um, privy to. You know, it's bigger than just self love. Um, and I, I get we get we we have a lot of those books for our our black kids, and I love them. We have we have a ton of those for our babies, but you know we got to start be, having a well rounded. So yeah, we gonna talk about self love, self care. We also gonna talk about um, self determination through entrepreneurship, right? Because that's essentially what Amina is is doing is that she's determined to get you know that tablet. Uh, but now she gets to, you know, channel it into a different thing. So I, I love it. I love it. Now, let, let's talk about your um, the work that you do with parents. So obviously you teach the youth um, and the students about money. What are you doing for the parents? So parents is more so in person, um, doing parent nights with the schools that I work with. So uh, Financial Garden main, main focus is partnering with schools and after school programs. And so during financial garden, you know, teaching kids in the classroom, they're going back and telling their parents about it. And mm. so administrators started wanting me to talk to parents. So with parents, I touch on one of the six uh, areas that we just discussed um, and talk with them, do a speaking, more like a speaking event for them for mm -hmm. like an hour. And then currently doing YouTube videos, um, trying to talk more about my story on IG, like showing them, you know, how I paid off my debt, walking them through how I started in real estate investing. So that's more what I'm doing for the parents. And then also in that, when I'm talking talking to them at the school, giving them tips on how to talk to their kids about money. So a lot of parents feel like if I have a horrible credit score, if I'm struggling with paycheck to paycheck, because this is the area that I'm in. So they're like, I can't talk to my kids about money. So it's really empowering them. Like you can talk mm -hmm. to your kids about money. It doesn't matter that you're not an expert. All that, the, the quote unquote experts that are out there, they became an expert from trial and error from yep. school of hard enough. Just <laughs> letting them know that they can talk to their kids. So that's more in person, and I'm start, I'm starting to branch out into that, like more on Instagram and, and um, YouTube to have those stories and like get them more tips. But that's really what the focus is with parents: is getting them comfortable talking to their kids about money. For sure, no, I I love it, and that again, same thing I've I've been doing in um here in Cincinnati uh, with some of the some of the. Uh, schools here. Um, we we've done parent night, you know, and and you know got them, you know, they were able to buy copies of my book for them. So uh, maybe that that's gonna birth you writing a book for uh, the adults to where that you know the kids got their book that they're reading about Amina, but now you can talk about um, you know share those tips and you know and, and get them get them on that right track so they don't feel as bad. Um, for their situations, right? Sometimes we, you know, we, we, we're our biggest critics when it comes to our finances. And I try to tell people like, man, you good. Like you just, you know what I mean? You're, you're acknowledging that you want to change. So everybody's not even at that point. Right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. The first <laughs> so, step. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that's the first step. And people like, I do a lot of work in my church. Um, like, speaking to adults and then I'll do one-on-one -on -one consults with people in my congregation because mm. I just don't want to, you know, get you hype about <laughs> getting right with your money and then you still feel stuck. Yep. So one-on-one -on -one -on -one consults, it's like, they're like, I know you probably going to say this. I'm like, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just trying yep. to hear your story. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> in debt. So, yep. you know, yeah, I paid it off, but I know everybody's not there yet. Mm -hmm. As much as I, my grandmother taught me about money. But yeah. my mother didn't get that, you know, from her own mom. Her mom talked to her about money, but for whatever reason, it didn't stick with my mom. Mm. And so my mom, just now in her 60s, 
is really getting serious about budgeting. You know what I mean? It took her a while to get there. So I tell people, like, I'm not judging you <laughs> right. at all. Yeah, it's you know funny. I mean? you, you, you know, you get those people. You, you're like, what, what's your credit score? And they're like, man, I don't, I don't even look at it. And then they look at it. They're at like a 620. You're like, <laughs> you're not, that's not a bad score. Like, especially if you really haven't been intentional. Like, that is good. So, Again, man, it's just been, yeah, it, it, it's it's funny to see, um, you know, the different reactions, right, to uh, the questions that we ask people. And, and you know, again, they, they beat themselves up, but it's like, no, you're, you're good, re- regardless of what numbers say, you know what I mean? Regardless of what that credit score is, regardless of what the bank account says or the debt balances, like, you're good because you can be super proactive now, right? Like, in your case you got real serious and you were able to control the narrative from 24, 25. And before you even turned 30, you were able to make that. So again, we have to, um, as you know, the financial coaches, that's where a lot of the content comes from, right? So sharing those, uh, different, um, stories about, you know, about your friends and how they, they, yeah, they may, they may not understand, but, you know, they also ain't helping you pay your bills, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly, listen, and that, that's exactly what it was, like, I really don't care, it's not like, I had, I just gravitated to my money trap, and that's what I talk about, too, you gotta find people, whether it's money, whether it's losing weight, you have to find people that mm-hmm. are like-minded, and I'm not saying, like, oh, only hang around people focused on money, because yeah. that can be boring, you know what yeah. I mean, you want to mix it up, but you can't have people that's really throwing shade and really being that friend of me, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. really not really doing anything. They're not supporting you, motivating you or nothing, but they just want to throw negativity at you. So Absolutely. I think that's really important. Yeah, no, that is, know. that that is, that is. So I want to kind of, kind of back, back, backtrack. And really, um, I want to ask you, um, how did you come up with Financial Garden? Where did that, where does that brand and name uh, stem from? So I was doing this before I came up with the name. So um, when I had the idea, so it really came from um, my real friends who were supportive of me. I was a math tutor. (laughs) I was a math tutor in Southwest Detroit. And I was like complaining like, man, whenever I talk to them, give them examples about, you know, money or finance, like going to the bank, they don't know. And then I, they already knew about the friends that weren't supportive. And then my friend was just like, why don't you do something about it? And I'm like, dang, like, all right. right. <laughs> so in my mind, okay, how can I, how can I make a difference? And I am a Christian. Um, and so during fasting and prayer, um, the seat, the six uh, financial seeds really just came to me. I was in a class. Um, I'm a CPA. So you got to do continuing education every year. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in the class like, man, I'm calling the people. I'm always thinking about how much people, money people make, right? No matter where I, <laughs> when yeah. I'm in a business or something, I'm like, you know, I wonder how much money they get from this. So I'm sitting there like, it's all these people in this class. It's like maybe a hundred people in here. I'm like, we paid 300 to be in here. I'm like, this is probably just repeating this information. I'm sitting there like, Kathy, like, this dude is getting over, right? <laughs> yep. And then I'm just like, it, it literally, and I was just like, why me? Like, why are you not doing something similar? And I'm like, what are what do you know and i honestly i guess it was imposter syndrome i just really didn't think that i really had it to teach even though being a cpa in my story and then literally out of nowhere i just started writing like the six feet so Mm. it like was emotions and money um entrepreneurship like i Mm -hmm. swear to you and then i'm like you know what i'm about to do this so 
my mom works in um, after school program. So I'm like, give me your um, boss's number. I want to talk to her directly about this idea I had. I'm like, I just want to come in and volunteer because I wanted, I knew I was going to write the curriculum out myself. So I didn't know how this was going to work. And she was like, you want to volunteer to teach financial literacy? Yeah, come in. So I was just volunteering for um, almost a couple of years, just different mm. schools. Like, so I started there and then another school heard about it. And then I just started tweaking my curriculum. So yep. that's the backdrop to it. Um, and then a name came eventually. Like I was thinking about like what it meant to me. I literally just was writing off stuff, thinking about my grandmother and then financial garden came. That, I checked that. the hashtag, see if anybody had it, yeah. check the domain. Then I eventually was like, look, let me make sure I trademark this name. So I went through all of those those steps, but it was literally me just jumping into it without a name. I'm just going to do this under my first and last name for right now. I'm not going to just wait on this like, oh, let me get my website. Oh, let me get my business card. It's like, let me just volunteer. We are are so similar. We are so similar. (laughs) Like, that's literally how it it came for me. And I remember... I I have a I have a business plan that I wrote in 2014, and the name of the company wasn't Abundance University. It was called uh, Sick Sharing Important and Critical Knowledge. That's what I was like. I thought I was gonna be under. Um, didn't have no website, no logo, none of that. And then right. again, I'm I'm a Christian as well, and um, God just was like, Nah, Abundance University, and John 10 and 10. I came that you know you may have life and have it more abundantly. I'm like, all right, so start doing free workshops. Uh, then, you know, again, everything, you know, is history. So, man, it, it is so it's so refreshing to really hear it. Like, I mean, literally, it, you, you, it sounded like you were telling my story. <laughs> I, didn't know, I, didn't know, I didn't know your backstory. I knew you had a book and I, you know, I've seen your Instagram stuff. I didn't know that's how it came to you. I didn't know that you, that's where Abundance University, the name came from. Wow. That That's where it came from, man. So again, that that's why, again, wanted to connect with you because it was like, I've seen so many similarities, right? My book and, and, and kind of my theme is like, you got to sow seeds, right? One of the principles in my book is an African proverb that says, judge each day, not by its harvest, but by the seeds you sow into it. So it's like when you, when I see, you know, you got these six seeds that you, you know, you, uh, you teach, I'm like, nah, that is, that is what we need to, you know, kind of focus on. And, and it's no, it's no coincidence that, uh, that's how we teach because that, that is the foundation of really, um, Everything that is birth, right? You have to sow the seeds. Farming, it will will really never go away, right? Gardening, you know, there's people now. There's people in the black community trying to, you know, create their own gardens because we know that if we can't feed ourselves, <laughs> like we're almost destitute. Right. Um, and and I'm we'll never. I'm about to start my own garden seriously because I'm like. Mm-hmm. Besides, I'm just stuff. I'm like, listen, how can I not depend on a store? Now yep. I have to depend. I can't. I could, but it's gonna take me a while to be like, oh, I'm just gonna live completely off the grid or something like that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not there. But it's just like, how can I make sure I got my own food? Like, you know what I mean? Yep. What can I, what can I control? Pretty much. Absolutely, absolutely. So, give me, give me one, give me like your top uh, book recommendation for an adult um, when it comes to you know financial empowerment for them to you know not only. F- you know, get information, but feel like after I read this book, I will be, I, I, I know I can do it. 
it's gonna be my first book, uh, first financial personal finance book I read, which was Girl Get Your Money Straight by Glenda Bridgeforth. Um, it's guys can read it too, right? It, right, it yep, girl, yep. you know, <laughs> it's get your money, girl, get your money straight. Um, because, um, I read it right, right before I, I heard um, Michelle Singletary speak at my church, and that's mm. where the whole debt free mm-hmm. mindset came from. But before that, Glenda's book like really made me think about dreaming big and how to really create financial goals. And I think before that, I think because I grew up um, low income area, it was just like doing enough to get by. Now I always knew I wanted more, but that book forced me to like, for real, like write everything you want out of life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now, how are you financially going to get there? It talks about budgeting. It's it's a holistic approach to money. And I think that's so important. It's not just saying, do this budget. If you do this, you'll be rich. You you know what I mean? It's really walking you through, like, why you are mentally, where you are financially, and how to break those barriers down. So that's that's my number one book recommendation. Nah, good, good. I love it. I love it. And I'll put it in the show notes and, um, you know, people can get that. And then I know the book recommendation for youth is going to be a, a, a meanest bracelet. So we, I ain't even, I ain't even got to ask that you feel me. Um, but, uh, no, this was good. Let, let people know how to get in touch with you, you know, whether it's to buy the book, get in touch with you, follow you on social media, give us all of that. Um, you can check me out on my website, financialgarden.com. Currently, right now, you'll see a big pop-up when you go there to vote for me for Essence. So make sure you click on that and vote. Um, Instagram, Financial Garden. Facebook, Financial Garden. And then Twitter, FG underscore Garden. Um, those are the best ways to get, get a hold of me. You can just shoot me a message. Um, then I'll probably, depending on what it is, I'll probably just say, you know, here's my email. Let's talk offline or whatever like that. Absolutely. And definitely vote for her. She is in the running. <laughs> Uh, to win $100,000 to teach the next generation, man, to teach uh, this this current generation of parents, man, how to be financially uh, free. Um, and, and not just from a, all our bills are paid, but like really being excited about our money, man, and not, not feel so defeated. So definitely check her out, man. And, and again, remember everybody that's listening, Financial success, it happens on purpose, and success does not visit the lazy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Abundance University Podcast. This conference is no longer being recorded.